listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it's fantastic to be here. I gotta say, uh, it's great doing this podcast. It's great being a co-host. I love being sort of the good cop to your bad cop. You know, I like I like being sort of the uh, uh, the foundation to let, let your rage rise, you know, like mm-hmm. a pillar into the sky. Um, and, and I'm glad that your rage is um, normal. Um, it is reserved, it seems, exclusively for um, films, and that it doesn't uh, have any sort of gamma enhancement that might make you uh, a danger to people and loved ones. That's where you're wrong. No, I... <laughs> I do get a little green when I get angry, but... No, Pogues, you may have noticed that this segue into the movie that we're about to talk about was pretty ham-fisted. Well, you see, that's in homage of the movie itself, which which is also ham-fisted, awkward, and seemingly forced. <laughs> Sorry, am I being too mean up front? I wouldn't say too mean. I'd say <laughs> because, just mean. I don't know, actually. I haven't seen this movie in so long. I, I have watched a little bit of it, but we're going to go ahead and get to talk about it right now. Pogues and I were looking over the numbers, and it's been a bit since we've taken a trip back to the MCU. We've, uh, we have done a, Mar- a Marvel movie, in a way. Elektra was done a couple episodes back, but it's been a, just, a, just a bit of a trip away from the, uh, the MCU proper. It's, it's a good thing to take a vacation, being that it dominates uh, <laughs> every superhero comic book, whatever, movie, news site's uh, daily content. So it's good to uh, venture into darker waters like, you know, Cowboys and Aliens, uh, Superman 4 Quest for Peace, uh, our most recent episode that you should I think we've gone into go to. too many, too dark and too dark. I think these waters are, I think it's tar. I think we're in tar and I think that we will sink, we'll die we're, and yeah, no we're one down will ever in, like, see us again. the ocean where there's like no light and there's just like a weird bug, uh, like fish that glows or some shit. Like it's, it's a hellscape down here. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's. It's uh, it's time to it's time to resurface back to the uh, the air that we all breathe, and that is of course the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, the last time we did an MCU film was episode eighty five, Spider Man: Far From Home, which of course we did because it had just come out, and that is both a way of staying relevant and also uh, cheating because we don't have to do homework because we already saw the movie. <laughs> yes, it, it it worked out. We picked it because I had bought tickets to see it. <laughs> But this film, uh, I have been viewing because of my recent attempt to watch the MCU films in what is considered uh, uh, one of the many various uh, rewatch orders that have been suggested out there. And I have a few thoughts on that. But this, of course, is um, number three. Yes. No, number four on the rewatch order. And that is The Incredible Hulk, specifically the one that does not have Mark Ruffalo in it. (laughs) Or does not have um, Eric Bana in it. That's right, folks. The Incredible Hulk has been played by more people in films in like the last fifteen years than any other superhero. I think maybe by maybe Batman's the only one who comes close. Uh, but yes, I think so this is the Edward Norton. Uh, We're coming up on Joker being the next one to be played by as many fucking possible people yes. as, as possible. But yeah, the Edward Norton, uh, Liv Tyler film. Um, yeah, somehow uh, not considered to be one of the MCU's darlings, often brought up as one of the weaker films uh, brought along with uh, Thor Dark World. Um, I don't know how that's possible, considering that it was uh, it was directed by the guy who did the first two of the Transporter films and uh, that really successful uh, Clash of the Titans film. So 
and the first <clears throat> night and now you see me but not the sequel which was for some reason not called now you don't <laughs> still pissed about that guys it's been years it could, since that it could have been more out. annoying if he had named the sequel like cadabra like just like the second Anything part of a different magical expression <laughs> now you see me too is the fucking dumbest name for a sequel to that movie ever i'm very angry but the guy who uh, is credited as one of the main well, writers wrote he's coming Avengers. out with uh now three see me too is that gonna bug you <laughs> yes Hocus Pocus 15. I don't remember the first 14. <laughs> Can someone who has some Photoshop skills please put together a poster for Now Now 3 See Me 2? I would really appreciate it. Thank you. If you guys could just make a list of all the bad versions of that sequel that we could fit in. That would be great <laughs> for me. I'd love it. It wouldn't at all make me mad. Uh, oh. Um, yeah, and then, it, but don't worry, it was uh, it was written by the guy who did uh, the Last Stand X Men movie, which was fucking awful. Yeah, but here's like what's weird: he did X Men Two, which is probably like which is good, the best of the X Men movies. He did that. He did Last Action Hero, which I'm sorry, I enjoy. It's a, it's not a good movie, but I enjoy. Thank it you. It's a stupid. I, I made people watch it like a year or two ago, and as, while watching, I was like, I regret this. I, I regret vouching for this film, but I'm loving it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really dumb. It's not like it's not like I'm like you got to see this well written, well crafted. It's just like really dumb. It, it's like the peak of like sort of the dumb action films that Schwarzenegger was doing after he quit being like a true action star. But like this dude did uh, X Men Two. He wrote Electra, so that's not great. Now Oops. that I, I just saw that, uh, he did Last Stand, which is also not great. Then he did The Incredible Hulk. And then he followed that up with The Avengers, which is like... Yeah, he wrote the original screenplay, which was rewritten. So I don't know really how True. much of his he, original he does story. just have a story by credit. So he probably but, just came up with the basic story. Yeah, so it's, presumably he created the, the outline that the film would have been written upon, I assume. Because when they say rewritten, they, uh, the, the assumption is that something remains of the original story. Yeah, and usually um, if, the, if the story is he was like, there's alien invasion, they still have to give him a story by credit. Right, right, right. Uh, so it has it has some let's say colorful credits, but uh, I remember watching it. I do not remember leaving the theater with any kind of fury. I wonder if that was for a lack of context of what was possible because the MCU had not really been solidified. This is an opportunity to really bring it together. As you mentioned before we started filming, this is one of the first uh, MCU films to really start to uh put down the roots for like all the connection between shield and uh and between nick fury and the various characters being sort of drawn into a singular story yeah yeah this this contains the first post credit scene uh like tie-in that links to a different movie so it was like sort of the start of what they i guess they were kind of hoping they could do i mean it was released no more than three months after iron man that's a short window I mean, it came out June of 2008, and Iron Man came out in May. Yeah, yeah. So this was... And I think this was one of those things oh, where... It came out the next month. Sorry, I just didn't do that right at all. Yeah, uh, it's, it's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, this is, I think, one of those things we were kind of talking about before we started recording is... This was, like, part of Marvel Studios, and I think they released Iron Man, and it, like, blew up, and they were like, oh, shit. Oh. Like, people are into... Like, this isn't, like, you know the kind of crazy you know, like the daredevil which was like popular but not a good movie i mean financially right. very successful but like i think they were starting to realize to be like hey we could do something interesting and i think they rushed to try to link the two films and they do like a tony stark 
cameo at the end and it's really kind of weird um but no it's just really kind of weird (laughs) (laughs) so we were kind of talking is famously this movie ed norton uh who at this point in time is is kind of like people really like ed norton you know he's had a good run at this point in his career you know he's kind of he's pretty famous from uh fight club and you know he's kind of like known for being like an interesting actor he takes this role which is like sort of a, a big deal at the time you know and you know if you know anything about the film it did not go well he had some sort of like deal where he got a like he was supposed to be the one who was allowed to edit the movie and he had final say and they cut him out and they edited the movie after he had like done his initial edit and released it without him ever getting to see it and he was pretty pissed and he was very vocal about it like in press and stuff which is like you know not great for your next deal on the movie so and i think this is all like more notable because again this is the second mcu film we, we we've been getting superhero movies for many years but we haven't started to see this sort of coagulation of the various entities into one sort of concept much less are we are we seeing as much of like the thrill of casting that used to be a big thing for a while where you'd be like have you heard who's going to play captain america oh my god it could be any of these four people we gotta know we gotta know and now they'll just be like hey did you guys know that like enchantress will be played by so-and-so and i'm like oh interesting i'll i'll note that down with you know yeah with 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 what what trash i saw on the sidewalk on the way in like it has it has no like it has no pertinence in my head anymore it was like as if someone told me like one of the chicago sports teams lost again i was like uh-huh, interesting you know I, I i've completely moved past you know caring but well, it's also like there's been so many like in, like i can't believe castings that at this point it's just like i don't it is hard to be like Wow. Or, or cast, recast, cast, recast. Like it's, it's yeah. we've seen it all. So I think everyone sort of the the thrill of hearing that like so and so is going to play a famous comic book character is just gone. And there's um, also been like so many like bizarre like casting where people are like, I can't believe they cast them. That now like when they cast somebody that you're like, that's odd. You don't really care anymore because you're just like, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, I've people definitely didn't learned... like when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker. People exactly. Cast... I've definitely learned a long time ago not to completely. Yeah, I, I was like, Chris Evans is going to be a terrible Captain America. He's like, that's not in. Uh, yeah, the best he's Captain he's the... America ever. He's the Human Torch. You know, he's yeah, he's totally yeah, he's off, the goof totally off balance. My yeah. God, he's great. So anymore, like when I hear so, even when they were like Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman, I was like, huh. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, people I... always associate him with the Twilight movies, but he's done nothing but like serious dramas since then. I mean, yeah, he's just like, interesting. Uh, that that'll be that'll be new. I'll I'll wait to see what happens because it's just of like course, I... here 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 I am talking about multiple castings, as if, even though I just ranted about how I don't care anymore. But um... <laughs> well, I mean, it's impossible like to be a nerd and like go to the website. Yes, and, like I I didn't want to know that Robert Pattinson had been. Uh, chosen to be batman my phone just shows me news stories and they know my only interest is comic book movies um but the hulk i I did like i said before i did start watching just a portion of it um in this marvel rewatch which has been an interesting experiment um i've mostly been doing it while i've been doing other work or playing civilization six but um what i found was that uh, a lot of these recommendations i found a few lists and 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 that had good reasons for it but a lot of them started with like actual in canon chronology like captain america first avengers and world war ii and then we move on to like iron man uh, some people put captain marvel in there because it takes place in like the what is it the, the, the 80s i think um or the is that right what, what time frame is captain marvel in? i don't even remember 
Um, 90s yeah 90s ni- 90s yeah so there's a couple of these uh that that sort of uh try to like line up the chronology but mostly uh working off of logic iron man one ends with the press conference where he announces that he's iron man iron man two starts with like him dealing with that fallout so putting those movies back to back makes sense but three begins with him um having ptsd from like the avengers and like he's constructed all new suits all new tech so that is like more properly uh positioned way down the line like after watching both guardians of the galaxy movies so it's a really interesting attempt to 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 put like a solid narrative thread from start to finish and so far i've been enjoying it and then i hit the incredible hulk and i was like man this is such an awkward film but it's also not a disaster and i'm just really curious about what happened you know yeah, yeah, it's it, it's also weird because like we talk about only one of the characters from this movie like continues to exist in the MCU. The Thunderbolt Ross is the, is the version from this film. It's William Hurt and and the Avengers Civil War. And so it's like they, it's it's in a way Marvel is not isn't like, well no, it never happened. It's understood that Mark Ruffalo is just Ed Norton basically. <laughs> so it is kind of interesting to sort of see what happened, how this movie and like did it basically killed the incredible hulk until avengers like, yeah. like this was like the start of the mcu like as much as iron man is like the first mcu movie this was i think where they were like holy shit what if we time together and maybe we could make an like a connected universe and do it like we do the comics and i think this was like their first real attempt to be like let's link it and so this is sort of their first foray into the mcu not just into an iron man movie and it's like just white from the history is <laughs> it like you know it's no one talks yeah. about it it's pretty interesting i mean uh uh, uh live tyler is not is never brought back or mm-hmm. ever re- mentioned again um you know and and when we find uh mark ruffalo as the hulk in the avengers um we just get the vague idea that he's on the run as he, he was he in, is, in this if, movie yeah i was gonna say if you do not recall i mean I sh- maybe i shouldn't spoil this but this film ends with him on the run Right. Traveling to, like, third world countries. The assumption is that he has just been off the the radar and he's found again and it's the same guy and there's there's no new information to to impart. Um, We just sort of pick up with Ruffalo and move and move on. And I I have to wonder what a a MCU with Edward Norton in the Avengers would look like. Definitely. Like, I was thinking about that when we were talking about it earlier. I was like, man, when you think about it, like, think about Thor Ragnarok where Mark Ruffalo is Ed Norton. (laughs) Like, the rest of the movies, like, I don't know if Ed Norton would have changed the Avengers. You know what I mean? Because Mark, the, the Hulk's part isn't that big, and he's not really doing anything. They don't really play on Ruffalo's sort of, like, lovability, you know, and, like, comedic timing. But, like, as those films go on, Ruffalo sort of becomes, like, comic relief in some ways. So it's, like, insane to try to picture him in that movie. Yeah, uh... <laughs> It's it's a it's a unique take. It's also got some interesting faces appearing. We, you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, uh, Thunder Thunderbolt Ross played by um, uh, William Hurt. Um, this is not a connection to the MCU at all. But Tim Blake Nelson uh, has a decent uh, sizable stance here. He's um, from the Watchmen TV series. He plays the Looking Glass character you can find in episode one and throughout a lot of the first season. Um, so there's, there's, there's a slight uh, superhero recast in there. Lou Ferrigno does, in fact, make an appearance. I'm sure we'll talk about it. It's um, mm-hmm. don't worry. And uh, he is also the voice of the Incredible Hulk. He does the yes. voice of the Hulk. 
in this and I believe Avengers 1 and 2. It's only in, I think, Infinity really? War that they replace him with Ruffalo. Huh. I know he at least does it in Avengers. He's the he's credited as the voice of the Hulk. And uh, Modern Family, Ty, Bar- Ty Burrell is in this as a weird, <laughs> like, douchey boyfriend. It's kind of <laughs> weird that, like, his early career is him being a douche in things. Yeah. He's in Dawn of the Dead and he's a douche. He's in this and he's kind of a douche. It's just sort of weird that, like, that's the roles. And then, like, you know, now you think of him as just, like, that dude from Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm really excited to give this movie a full take uh, and review it in the, in the you know, uh, MCU tinted lenses that we all now operate with. Uh, I think it'll be pretty interesting to review what could have been. Um, with that pose, is there anything else that you want to mention about this, tease about this film before we, uh, you know, release a full episode on it? I remember it like continuing to be very bad, so that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a thing that will certainly come up, I imagine. Knowing I remember our it, like t- being typical like, pitter patter really falling apart, like in the middle, and then there's like an eh, okay fight scene, and then the ending is just like really dumb. I specifically remember, and I I, I feel pretty confident about this, and even though I, I did watch a part of it recently, is that I remember being very interested while watching him on the run in South America. Then I remember him coming back to like a weird middling second act where they couldn't decide what to do yeah, with him. He's like at like Cambridge or something. <laughs> yeah, and then a third act that is just an egregious overuse of pretty low quality CGI. Uh, uh, like it's CGI Hulk, CGI monster, CGI terrain. I think I just yeah, remember yeah, being everything there. is fake. And there's like yeah. what it, they really sell the uh, the Chekhov's gun of like what's going to happen in the final scene. You're just like, okay, can we just get to that? Because like you already teased it enough. I know how this fight's going to end. But yeah, it is. I, I enjoy the beginning in some ways because it reminds me of the old Incredible Hulk TV show, which I, I it's it's one of those things I wonder if I went back and watched it again, if I'd be like, oh, that wasn't that great of a TV show. But I have like such fond memories of it, of watching reruns when I was a kid, you know, and it used to be on TV all the time and that sweet piano music at the end. And I like the idea of just the Hulk just like not having a home and just sort of like wandering around helping people. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But. Yeah, and I will say the connections, and um, not to get too ahead of myself, but the connections in the uh, the film are pretty aggressive to the um, to the television show because there is there is definitively a sequence where he has left South America and he is wandering lost and with none of his resources that the actual music from the TV show plays the sad piano. Really, I do not remember yeah. that being in the movie. I got to tell you, it, that's one of my favorite themes. It's it's updated a little bit, but it is definitely that theme. It struck me immediately. I did not remember it from my original rewatch. So we will get to that in the full episode, of course. Yes. Um, uh, so with the rest of this mini-sode, all I want to go ahead and... Uh, I, I don't even want to spend any time on it. I just want to go ahead and say it because I, I feel like if I don't say it, I will have committed some sort of offense. So I just have to go ahead and say it, considering the time which we recorded this episode. Um, Buff Kumail. At, uh, yeah. It's just... I just you know it's i I gotta be honest when i saw that picture (laughs) all i could think was despite the fact that he's like ripped is i was like wow he looks unhealthy like i don't know why something about his face looks like he looks like he's like 12 years older like i've been watching the silicon valley with my brother and we're like three seasons in so i'm like that's like four years ago and he looks like he's aged 10 years in that photo it doesn't help that he's filter on him 
maybe, but it also doesn't help that he's uh, in the Marvel the Marvel superhero pose, which yes. requires which requires dehydrating yourself for a period. Oh of yeah, he days he definitely worked out for twenty minutes before they took that picture. That's anytime you ever see a dude and his veins are coming out of his arms. He just literally stopped lifting weights. They there's also a dehydration. There also there's apparently some sort of dehydration technique that they have to go through to get the kind of like vein poppage. They have to do it for those shots, like when uh, uh, Chris Pratt like poses for that one scene where he's being oh, yeah. deloused. I mean, you remember they had to like they have to like starve and and like dehydrate them and then work them out and then they they immediately lose that physique like within 24 hours. Oh yeah, the uh, in the Superman when they redid Man of Steel, there's that scene with him with his shirt off. Yeah, he said that for like a week before that to get himself like so that he was like as thin as possible, he ate only iceberg lettuce and ice. And I don't know if you know this, but iceberg lettuce has like zero nutrients in it. It's like mostly no. water. It's like the yeah. least healthy lettuce to eat because it has none of the. You want your you want your lettuce to be as green as possible. And you so want that it. She basically was like his body was just eating like it was burning all of his calories because he was still working out the same amount. He said, that's how I, I got I, that thin. He said, I, I looked like that for, that for that shot. He exactly. Said, he said, that night I ate food, and he said, I, he said, I've never had abs like that again in my life. <laughs> so it is very disturbing when you really think about it. And, and like, not, not a great image for young people, you know? Sure. But it is insane to watch. Uh, someone pointed out uh, that I saw uh, it, one of Kumail's uh, uh, co-stars co- co- on the, the forthcoming uh, Eternals movie is Selma Hayek. And Selma Hayek posted on her Instagram a picture of Kumail flexing uh, and like raising an eyebrow and her just gawking with like a over, you know, an overacted surprise face and then writing like a, a, a caption being like, I couldn't believe this. He looks so good. And someone like in the comments was like, can you imagine telling like Kumail 10 years ago that he would be in a Marvel film playing a superhero and being gawked at by Salma Hayek? And yes. Like, it is insane. It is an insane like arc to a person's life. So Yeah, uh, I definitely, I liked his kudos. thing where he, he specifically was talking about being in shape. And the first thing he said was he was like, I can honestly say this is an impossible physique to get. Except for the fact that Marvel Studios sent me a trainer, yeah. a dietitian." And like a person who helps prepare his meals so that he could get in that shape. And he was like, I just wanted to do it once. And he said he's, he, it took him a year to get in my, which I mean, it's not that surprising. I mean, he's in like really good shape, but it's like a full year of doing that for this movie. And it's like, in my mind, I was like, what eternal is that jacked? Like, I remember reading that comic. No one's that ripped. <laughs> like, sort of this. <laughs> most of them don't remember their gods. So it's uh, sort of the premise yeah. of the story, if I recall. Rob Rob uh, McElhaney, I think his name is from uh, Always Sunny, he plays Mac. Um, had a very similar expression when he w- revealed to be super buff for that one season of Always Sunny. Uh, he stated that it was uh, it was it was only possible through like the thousands of dollars that were spent, and that his whole day, his every day, his job was just to be fit. Like that was his only yeah. only task in a given day. So it's like, yeah, when that's what your life is, then it's very easy to get there. <laughs> Easy, yeah, relative, it's definitely crazy. I did enjoy too that he he apologized to his wife for probably only talking about working out for the last. Yeah, year. I'm sure. I'm sure she. <laughs> he hopes to become interesting again one day. I'm sure she's very sad about the whole thing. Um, who right, knows, well, man? That... She fell in love with, you know, kind of doughy Kamel. Sure. Uh, so maybe she maybe um, she's grossed out by it. You never know. Well, speaking about 
oh, being okay. grossed out. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, tease everyone that we're going to be covering uh, uh, <laughs> Incredible Hulk. I don't know. I lost the thread on that one. <laughs> well, I was going to say that I think that's going to be it. Uh, and to let you know, uh, if, well, I guess I should have let you know on the episode before this now that I think about Oops. it. So I'll, I'll edit that into the episode before this that we weren't here for Christmas. So you're probably listening to this the week of New Year's. Uh, happy new year so yeah, we hope you had a good that kumail news. news is now really old oh yeah like three <laughs> weeks old wait there's oh, one oh, thing we before, love it's dated references before we end uh i guess then i'm gonna have to try to figure out who did get buff uh between now and new year so we can be on on top yeah of it. so let's think who got buff can you believe will ferrell got that fucking buff to play uh <laughs> go ahead i'm waiting <laughs> Just leaving you out to dry. Kite man? <laughs> I couldn't believe they cast him as Solomon Grundy and he got that buff. There we go. That's fantastic, actually. Wait, hold on. Are we on to something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I gotta, I'm going to delete this part of the podcast. I got to call Warner Brothers right away. I have a great abort, idea. Abort. End podcast. <laughs>